Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but so, look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Yeah, so I love being a puppy dad, Claire, uh, but he's into everything. He is... Um, 
he's getting better. He was like into this kind of like biting every time we wanted to play stage. Um, and he just like, he has no regard for anything of mine. Like everything is being moved at all times. Um, like right now, it is one of the hardest things ever to be a puppy parent for sure. I don't. Yeah. I, I, I believe it. Jessica, you know, is an esthetician. So she has like her, um, I don't know. Is it called like a spa or salon or whatever? Um, down in denver and so she has to bring him with her some days and i can't imagine because she's like trying to give a facial and he's just gnawing at her feet he's all namaste oh it is so ridiculous claire i'm telling you um but i do love him and he is sweet and he like makes up for his rowdiness by like the evening times when he wants to cuddle and he just looks at you like with these eyes that are just like, gosh, dang it, dude. I can't be mad at you for that long. Oh, I know. It'll pay off in the long run, though, Ben. I promise. Hang in there. It'll uh, literally pay off. <laughs> I, I sure hope so. Um, right now, as I'm talking to you, though, and before we get started, he is uh, sorry, I'm reaching over here because he is uh, chewing up a 1099 from this last year, which is perfect. That's just great. Amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. You're, you're the best. Uh, hey, Claire, uh, enough about me. Let's talk about you. You're going to be co-hosting with me today. I'm super pumped for it. But let's just start this out by kind of catching everybody up on your life. Uh, how is life going? What are you up to? Uh, tell all the listeners. Life is going well. First of all, thank you so much for having me co-host on here. I'm excited to be doing it and excited that Ashley and Jared had their baby. Like, I could not be more excited for them. So happily to take this position uh, for her today. But um, I don't know. Life has been wonderful and crazy and up and down and all the above but mostly amazing what has been involved in the amazing or what's been involved in the ups and downs um so let's go peaks and valleys i would say the peaks over the last year i've shared along my journey of getting my breast implants out and that was a big part of my life and i think not a lot of people um talk about it or it's kind of like an uncomfortable thing because it's your breasts but and it's plastic surgery but it was something that was impacting my life tremendously that I hid for so long for a few years and since I got them out last July um it was July 31st um life has just gotten better and better and better and more healing in more ways than I can even describe so it's been a big part of my life lately what kind of led to that what were you sick were, were, were you having moods like was it emotional like what was going on yeah there there was a bunch of stuff that individually over the years like it started about a year after i got my implants i start i started actually taking pictures of these really bad rashes that i was getting on my arms and on um all at my arms and like on my shoulders and on my stomach and anything and everything i did no matter what medication, no matter what antibiotic, no matter diet change, exercise, anything I could do, I did and didn't help the rashes and everything. So I started documenting all that, which was crazy. And I'm a very, very healthy, health conscious person. So it was, it was a crazy thing to kind of go through that. But then it started to kind of like the more that time went on, the more like um, I could tell I would feel hungover every single day hmm. and I don't even drink. So for me, I would sleep nine hours a night and just be exhausted. I had super dark circles under my eyes and I was getting sicker and sicker and sicker. 
with no answers why. Um, and like I said, I, I'm a very healthy person, so I just couldn't make sense of it for the longest time. And I realized looking back now, how little energy I had that if I'm being honest, like I was already depleting myself, pouring my heart into my relationship, mm. pouring my heart into helping take care of my mom, that I was just depleted on my own energy levels as well for my own healing. So it was just getting sicker and sicker, not being able to kind of like help myself. Um, and I, I didn't realize this, but the whites of my eyes were getting gray, which is a significant sign for like liver toxicity. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what triggered my doctor to go, maybe this is something to do with like heavy metals in your body, which led to implant casing. I can tell you're so excited about this right now. <laughs> I'm so, I, I am sorry. I'm, I'm listening. I, I heard about implant casing. I'm trying to make sure that my dog doesn't chew a uh, electrical, More no electrical wire that's plugged into the wall right now. So I'm no! listening and I'm parenting. So yes, please, please forgive me. I feel like you need to also, this is great training for a future child. Maybe that <laughs> you have to start multitasking on so many levels. You don't even understand. Claire, I, trust me. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, yes. I'll multitask. I'm here. I'm very present. I'm just making sure that my puppy one doesn't hurt himself or two doesn't hurt something I care deeply about right now. Understandable on all levels. So I was just, just riffing, giving you yeah. crap. <laughs> so, okay. But yeah, it was, it just started, it was a major decline in my health and when I'm a very healthy woman. And so anyway, that's, that's the gist of that. I got him out and then didn't realize, like I said, how sick I was mm. until I began healing. And that was the only constant that was taken out of my life. And I kept everything else the same. My workouts were the same. My diets were the same after my surgery. And it's just like life has and healing has just gotten better and better and better for me. Um, without that, my energy levels are out the roof without even me knowing or trying, you know, I'm imagining to tell me if I'm wrong, but from a distance, from a fan watching from the outside, looking in, uh, uh -huh. this last year, probably like healing has been a huge part of it in multiple ways. Um, yeah. And so feeling good is like, it's a necessity. So how much of this really do you accredit to uh, getting your breast implants removed and also just, you know, leaving a relationship, ex getting back into the world, exploring again? I think it all plays in when you have positive in your life and supportive people in your life. Um, it helps with your healing. You don't feel so alone. And it definitely goes a lot into play when you're not pouring yourself into something that isn't pouring back into you. You know, it is very depleting. So having just not to have to do that and to have all my energy be able to be focused on my own healing has been honestly one of the greatest things I guess for myself, you know, and it was in such a crappy way, but I think somehow the universe knew that I needed that in order to heal. So, well, first off, that's incredible. I'm really glad, uh, personally that, you know, this was something you, you did, uh, you know, it's, it's not fun to feel bad and then it's not fun to feel bad always. And I mean, I saw, I think it was maybe last week you posted like a video um, and like you had spots, uh, you had like inflammation, um, 
your eyes definitely, yeah, you definitely had discoloration. Like, and so now to see you like thriving again is such a good thing to watch from an outsider's perspective. So now you're back into the world. We've obviously, you know, everybody in Bachelor Nation wants to know. And before we get started breaking down this week's episode, uh, and we are going to break down this week's episode of uh, Clayton's season of The Bachelor, are you ready to start dating again? Like, do you have closure enough with the show and with past relationships to get back out there? Um, I would say that I'm definitely, definitely healing in the best way possible. Um, there was a lot of things that happened, I guess, within the last year, especially within my relationship that were the behind the scenes stuff that I probably, I don't know when I'll share it or be ready to share, but that were really difficult that nobody knows about. And that were private, you know, um, in my, within my relationship, but that has taken, it took a big toll on me, I guess, um, with believing in myself and, um, I guess, you know, they always say Ben, like the hardest relationship, isn't the toxic one. It's the one right after your toxic one, Mm. because you have to relearn to trust your own gut instincts that were undermined and gaslit and told that you were crazy and wrong and crazy, I guess. And so the one right after that, or the healing right after that is kind of the hardest part of, of the whole thing, to be honest, because I had, I'm still learning to trust my gut again, know the signs, the red flags that I was discredited for. Like I'm just relearning everything. So I am doing that. It's, baby step in it. And I don't, to be honest, then like, I don't feel a rush for it. Mm. I'm more focused on my own healing right now and taking care of my mom and making sure that she's okay and, um, comfortable. So that's, that's really where my focus is. How is she doing? Um, honestly, not the greatest right now. Um, she had COVID, she got diagnosed with COVID last Thursday. So as somebody who's already kind of, she's on hospice already. Mm-hmm. And so it was just another big dip in her, in her health. Um, so it's been a little bit of a challenge and I, I'm, my sisters all have children. And um, so I think it, I was the one that could go, that's been able to go in there and I guess have the honor of being able to take care of her while she is going through this. But I don't know. It's, it's a challenging thing. You don't really want to be around COVID and I'm of all people, I'm a germaphobe, but my mom took care of me my whole life and it's the least I can do for her, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of people. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Well, um, we're thinking about you and you know, anybody listening, I hope they, they show their support to you. It's, it is a tough time. There's no questions about it and it's hundred percent good to say it's a tough time. Um, but then, yeah, it's it's a weird time for you because then you have these amazing things happening, and you're totally. healthy, and you have this whole new chapter in front of you, and that's uh-huh. something to be thankful for. Uh, but I I get it now when you said, "Hey, there's peaks and valleys right now." I get it. It, it makes sense. Yeah, and I'm learning. When I talk to I have an amazing therapist, and when I talk to her, she says, "There's always this thing with um, you can it can be two things at once. It, I can be going through one of the." undoubtedly hardest times of my life right now, but also have some really amazing moments and be thriving as well. And on a path of thriving for my own personal health. So they both can exist, coexist in one. And that that's proof of it, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, from all of us here, before we, we jump into the breakdown, um, we we continue to wish for healing for you, We're, you know, romantically, you. Um, <laughs> you know, when it comes to new relationships. You made a great point, and so many people are going to hear that and just completely lash onto it, that, you know, the hardest relationship is often the one that's after the one that, that hurt you the most because you have to mm-hmm. unlearn things. And I get that. So many totally. people listening get that. And uh, but there is I mean, there's so much beauty to when you can look back on that pain and be like, oh, no, like I made it through and I'm better for it. Um, So, yeah, we just we wish healing for you. And and we also be thinking about your mother. Claire, uh, again, thank you for co-hosting this with me. We're going to take a quick break and we come back. We're going to change gears quite a bit. We're going to talk about Clayton as The Bachelor in this recent episode of The Bachelor. Before we take a break, Claire. Any advice for Clayton? If like you could just give it to him right now, what would be your one advice to him? Are we talking present or are we talking on the show? Uh, let's do both. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a lot of, I, I think actually one and the same. Honestly, the best advice I can give to him is stay true to who you are and really focus on your own mental health and whatever that takes doing whether it be having the support of your friends, having the support of a therapist, your family, really lean into that because this is a really trying time on the show, watching it back, going through it, watching the editing. It is not for the faint of heart to be on that side of it. Um, And I think he really just needs to focus on his mental health and focus, put a lot of energy into that because the audience, I think, can be very harsh and i think it's just getting harder and harder with social media through through the years so to really focus on himself that's my biggest piece of advice yeah well i hope he listens to this and i hope he hears it all right we'll be back with claire as the co-host on the almost famous podcast what keeps baby skin healthy a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about using your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So... The next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service that you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. 
What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Claire, I'm assuming you've watched at least a few episodes this season. You, you don't have to have watched them all, but how many have you watched this season uh, so far? I will be honest. This is the first season I'm actually dabbling back into because I think I had a little PTSD for a minute, yeah. but we are back in the game. I'm watching for sure. And I've seen I've seen the last few episodes, so I'm ready to get into it. Okay, perfect. Well, this this is exciting. You know, we've well, I've, I've missed one episode this season, but I caught up uh, through the notes. I think that was two weeks ago. I'm, I'm into this season, Claire. Uh, and I want to before we dive into the episode, I want to know your thoughts. Are you enjoying it? Like, are you watching it because you're having fun with it? Or are you watching it because you feel like, well, it's a, you know, you just have to because you were the bachelorette at one point. 
by no means, I think, do we have to watch this, but I think it's, it's easy to watch because there's so much relatability. Mm -hmm. Is that the right word? Relatability within these episodes and with all these women, it's kind of like that fly on the wall of really what women go through. Not necessarily, obviously everybody's not always in this position, but the things that go through people's minds, the insecurities. And I think I actually watch because I know we all know it's edited. We all know kind of like the strategy behind things. And I think it's pretty transparent to see that kind of thing. And it's, it's a entertain entertaining thing to watch, but you really get to see kind of the unspoken things. And that's what I look for. I see when girls are dogging each other, when girls are throwing each other, other under the bus, I don't know. It's, it's, it says a lot about these people individually and how much growth they have to go through and maybe watching it back. It can help them learn this stuff. Well, I mean, that's the question that so many people are going to ask. And it is typically, I would say, uh, always, uh, an excuse, not always the old, like the absolute excuse that covers everything, but you know, people get off the show. They don't look great. People are criticizing them, which hurts. Mm-hmm. And like the, there's that fine line between having fun with this and, and, you know, nagging and watching it as a fan and also, or like trying to ruin somebody's life, which is never okay. And no matter, no. it's never all right, but. Typically, the response is, oh, it's edited, right? We hear it every season. The villain says, oh, yeah, but but it's edited. How much, you've been a part of the show, how much of this Shanae story is edited? Because it's hard for me as I'm watching, I'm like, they can't edit out her coming to the cocktail party, taking a trophy and throwing it. Like, she didn't need to do that. Uh, honestly, Ben, this is what I was going to talk to you, like, ask you about, because we all know about the editing. Obviously, you cannot take x amount of time and cut it into one or two hours and expect it to just flow easily to make sense so it's going to be edited naturally but i'm seeing the itm the interviews Mm -hmm. and i'm watching like i get that you can kind of piece things together and and encourage or catch somebody on a bad day i get that but a lot of stuff that she's saying is just not acceptable period i think as a woman and this is there's a difference between the edited villain mm-hmm. and somebody who's just outright being nasty. What are your thoughts on that? Like, what do you think about that? Like, do you see, do, are you paying attention to all that stuff that she's saying as well in, in the interviews? Yeah, it's always the shocking part, right? I mean, this was the best one. This one was when she came into the cocktail party, apologized, and then very mm-hmm. clearly, like, you can't edit somebody saying, I just played all these women. Like, all yeah. these women just got the best acting job they've ever seen out of me. And now they're on my side again. Like, I mean, that stuff's not right. And I think as a fan, again, you don't want to crush her. She's on a show. She signed up for a show. But as a fan, I'm like, hey, she's not the right one for Clayton. Like, she needs to go home. Like, she needs to figure this stuff out on her own now. This is not okay to the women involved. It's not making a more fun experience. We're, I was in, um, Pebble Beach, or I, I guess Carmel by the Sea, this last week with Wells and Dean, and we were talking about this. Somebody came up and asked, like, hey, how edited is the show? Which gets asked every time a fan of the show comes up to you. Every time. <laughs> and we, like, did the normal answer, like, not that much. And then we came back. I was like, do you guys really believe that? Like, do you really believe that? And we talked about it, and we're like, no, we do. Because here's the thing. I believe the show would love for every cast member to become a villain at some point during the season. I think they would love it 
if there was like arguing and fighting and chaos and confusion and heartbreak, all those things going on. So the difference is some people just say no to it. They just are like, I'm not going to go make fun of that person. I'm not going to go to that group date. I didn't win my date. This was the rules that were set up. I'm not going to like go and bash this person with, with like negativity. It's not me. I'm not going to do it. You just say no. And then what happens? The producers go, okay, cool. Don't do it. But some people say, oh no, that sounds awesome. Like I want to make their day awful. And that's, I think where things get hard because I've, I've been in those environments and I know some of these villains are saying yes to things they should be saying no to, even as the bachelor. And you could probably say this as a bachelorette. There's things every day that you probably put your foot down on and said, I'm not going to do it. It's not, it's not the way I'm going to handle this situation. I mean, you're a great example of it. You literally said, Hey, I'm out of here. And I'm, you know, I, I found my man and I'm out like there's, there's no rules. And so you just have to stand up for yourself and stand up for who you are. Yeah. I think, I think too, a lot of people in these women, men that go on these shows, it's, I think a lot of them, not a lot of them. I don't know about the majority of what people are, but it's, they know that they're going to have fame from that, right? You're going to have the followers. You're going to know you're going to be talked about. Your name's going to be put out there. But at what cost when, yeah, it'll get you that that five minutes during the show and get the feedback and get your name trending on that. But at the end of the day, when you really sit back and go, even if it's a month from there or a year from there or two years, three years, 10 years down the line, that's so, like, have some integrity on that. Even if it gets you five minutes of, more TV time. That's embarrassing. You know, maybe that's the public service announcement we need to give out in this podcast is I will tell you right now, one thing, five minutes of fame is not fulfilling. It's not worth it. It's cool. When it happens to you, don't go chasing after it. The second thing is if you're going on this show and this is the the route you're going to take to get more followers. I'm telling you right now, there's zero benefit. Like you might <laughs> think true. there's a massive financial benefit. You might think the world opens up to you and you can be able to do whatever you want. I got news for you. It It's not the case. And so no. if you're going on this show, try to do it well, try to be respectful because that's really the only benefit you get from the show itself mm-hmm. is maybe just maybe some friendships, maybe mm-hmm. a relationship and possibly for a year, maybe go on paradise and you have a great time there. And maybe you have to do a couple Instagram ads, but then it ends. It ends. Yeah. And that's it. It ends when you walk out to dinner to hang out with your friends or your mom and yeah. people are judging you based on who you've shown to be and really the words you said and what you've chosen to do there. It's going to affect you period. You're it's going to haunt you essentially. <laughs> like, it will. What you do, and what you say is going to haunt you regardless. It, it haunts the people that don't even have bad intentions that aren't villains. Mm-hmm. A lot of things they say and do haunt them. And it's, it's like, you have to be able to live with yourself. So I, oddly have like a weird amount of like this girl just does not realize what she's getting herself into by saying and doing the things that she's doing. You have to be kind of heartless to not care and have it not affect you long-term. I agree. So here's the thing, listeners, you're going to watch it. It's not going well for her. She's going to probably be eliminated. I would assume geez, at some point here soon. Uh, don't double down. The pain of the world is going to be enough. Like, don't mm-hmm. double down on the criticism of her to, you know, through social media, through the tweets and all that. It hurts deeply. And she's, I mean, anybody that comes from the show is just going to have a ton to learn. And that learning period happens right away, like as it's airing. 
And so I, you know, our health, the mental health of these people is very important and it's going to be a re- really hard time for any villain that gets off this show. And, and yeah. you, you just don't need to be somebody that adds to it. You just don't need to be one more person that tells them how terrible they are because we really don't know them as a human and we don't know their intentions. So that's my so I agree on that, Ben. And honestly, too, there there is so much like when you it's almost it's very cringy in like a sad way to me when I see see this type of like villain behavior happening. It's not because they're happy people. It's mm. not because they are feeling good about themselves and confident and unbothered by other people. This to me, when I see this kind of like villain behavior and words and this hurtful stuff, it clearly shows that they are struggling with something yeah. within themselves as it is. So exactly like you say to the public, do not double down on these people. Yeah, You have no idea what they're going through whether or not they said was even awful or regardless of that they're going through it. And I think I'm, I'm fully under the like belief that a lot of people go into the show, not really not understanding mm-hmm. all of the details, especially afterwards. You're not a hated actor or a famous person going into this. You're a regular human being with your own struggles. So yeah, your own pain. It makes Yeah. You're completely right. Well, that's obviously the first part of the episode too. I mean, Mm-hmm. The struggles of Shanae, um, the women in the house kind of uh, just being at uneasy about it is really the start of the episode. But then we get into the first one-on-one date, which is Serene. Uh, it starts out with Serene jumping into Clayton's arms, which is uh, just the most iconic over the last five years scene in Bachelor history. It just always happens. <laughs> what were your thoughts on this date and what was your expectations for this date before it happened? I actually loved this date. I think dates like this are perfect because it really gets to highlight what people love and it gets to bring their personality out. And clearly this is something that she's excited about, something that she loves is uh, amusement parks. And so I feel like it's her time to shine, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and their connection is, is fairly evident. I didn't know yeah. if they would have the connection uh, that probably either of them were hoping for when the date started but over the date and through the the evening portion like the the connection between them was definitely like tangible and and it's almost like somebody that snuck up on us because we just haven't seen a lot from her because we haven't seen a lot from anybody other than you know the drama going down and some teddy scenes at the very beginning Mm -hmm. so i didn't know but i do think there's something there i do expect her to be around a while I do. I definitely think that there's something there, especially because when your guard is down and you're like doing these roller coasters and doing all these things that you can't really be poised at, mm-hmm. you're at your rawest. And when you're vulnerable, and obviously he claimed to me look like he was nervous on these yeah. rides. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it was it was a space for them to kind of connect on. And when you have your guard down, you're vulnerable, and you can connect on that level. I think that's the best space to be in. Cause it's, it's an openness that you can have there. I, 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 I felt they had definite chemistry. You know, she was my next bachelorette choice when the season started. Was she really, I love her. Yeah. I mean, I thought they would go, you know, why not double time? Like the teacher worked out last season. Uh, uh-huh. She was calm. She was confident. She was a leader. She helped navigate this whole thing really well. And I thought, okay, like, go for the teacher again. Like, she worked before. Why not again? I would love to see a teacher 
you know, take some time to find love. So she was my pick. Uh-huh. I I don't know right now, uh, just because it's so difficult, we haven't seen enough yet to say, oh, yeah, no, she's going to be around with Clayton at the end. Uh, but if she's not, I liked her. I think she's great. And I think she she brought an ease to the show that was needed during this episode because it was so much other stuff going on. I thought she, like, transcended through the the, the issues. I think this is, this date is exactly what the show is made of to me. Aside from the drama, this yeah. is what I love to watch on the shows is, is actually seeing people doing adventurous things, doing things that they are out of their Elma in and just falling in love, I guess you could say. And, and seeing that part of it is what, what I love to see. Well, then we trans, uh, transfer out of this one-on-one date. She obviously got the rose. Just let everybody mm-hmm. know if you don't remember this. Uh, into the cocktail party where Clayton shows up to talk to the women. He pulls uh, some of the women aside to speak with them. He also then gets time to speak with Shanae one-on-one about everything going on within the house and all the things that are being discussed. So they have this conversation, right? We don't need to pick at it. We kind of talked a lot about this situation before. But my question within this conversation with you, did you get the sense during it? Because I didn't, and I thought I would that Shanae is actually into Clayton. Like that she's doing, like that she was talking to him because she cared about him or just cared about being around. I don't know what her intentions are yet, but I was not convinced that she's that into him from this conversation. So I went into it feeling like, exactly when I saw this part, I felt like she was not into him. But I kind of see, and I could be totally wrong, a deeper sense of unworthiness and like an insecurity that she almost it's it's like a self-protective thing that I think she's doing mm. so I think she might be into him but I very much think that this is obviously the wrong way to go about it yeah I don't know it just it doesn't she keeps talking about one thing that rubs me the wrong way is I hate when people say the word winning this show yeah because then it really makes it like this competition competition and it's not about winning it's like Either it is or it isn't. Oh, you're spot on. Yeah, the winning side of this doesn't make sense. I don't know what you're winning. Because if you win if you win an engagement at the end of this and you don't really like the person, I'm telling you right now from experience, you know, it, 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 that's not winning. That makes it really hard for the next few years of your life, for the next couple months of your life as you're like trying to plan a life together. So there's no winning unless you're really into the human. Can I get an amen on that yeah. one? <laughs> I mean, and like, I had the benefit of being like, hey, I think this is going to work. I think you did too. Like, I think this is. So did I. Yeah, this is. I actually was like into it. I can't imagine faking it. But at some point, relationships two people, though. get hard. Yeah, they get really hard. So you're not winning yeah. if you're not in a good relationship. That just, that, that's not a fun season of life. It's not enjoyable. <laughs> it hurts. So and many- honestly, there's no purpose to that because there are people who are looking for a relationship, yeah. who really want to fall in love and who want to start that part of their life with somebody and mm-hmm. who are open to that. So I don't know, winning, I, I hate that term winning with within the show. Yeah, I, I do too. Doesn't make sense to me. Well, okay, so she comes, we talked about it. Shanae leaves the conversation with Clayton. He kisses her. I think he's into her. Uh, I think he is. he's definitely into this relationship, but she comes and talks to the girls. Uh, following this conversation with Clayton and apologizes. At that point is when we see her uh, saying, hey, I faked it. I was acting. I'm not putting words in her mouth. She literally said, I'm acting. That was in a performance 
of a lifetime. I convinced has everybody I was sorry. Has anybody done that, Ben? Sorry to cut you off. Has anybody done that in the past? I feel like this is an extreme version of, we all think that that's kind of what's yeah. happening to certain people, but like somebody that is this forward about mm -hmm. it. I mean, give her credit. At least she's owning it to the audience that's watching. She's not owning it to the women. Yeah, I, I don't remember a specific time where somebody has done this, where they've just literally admitted, hey, I lied to everybody in that room. I just lied to him to stick around. <laughs> Maybe we would have appreciated it if people would be more honest, yeah. I guess, like her and say their intentions from the jump, right? I mean, I wish you would have done it to the women, like been like, hey, I'm going to say this and I don't mean any of it, but I'm going to yeah. apologize to you. I'm just here for a good time. Like that's <laughs> how I'm going to start this. And then she goes into her apology. She hasn't yet done it to the women. So there is that thing, that side of it that I'm like, yeah, that's not fair. But at least she's admitting it to the audience. She's also with these ITMs. She's admitting it to the producers, which if you've ever been on this show, the one thing you try to do the whole time is to hide as much from the producers as possible for as long as possible, because whatever you say and do, it's definitely going to be used against you in the court of the bachelor. Of course, you got to keep your game face on. So she lost the game face. I don't think this gets easier for her. Uh, and we see some stuff later on the episode that we'll get to. Well, at, uh, the rose ceremony is over at this point. Clinton gives a rose to Sarah, Marlena, Genevieve, Mara, Gabby, Susie, Eliza, Hunter, and Shanae, Jill, Sierra, and Lindsay go home. Clayton ends the rose ceremony by being very excited and saying they're traveling internationally to one of the best cities I believe in the world, though. It's not very far. But it's a good city, Toronto, Canada. They're on their way to Toronto, Canada. We're going to talk about Toronto and all the dates that happened right after we take a break. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about using your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So... The next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service that you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest. Thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What 
advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The first one-on-one in Toronto, Canada is with Gabby. Gabby is a sweet soul. She is definitely one, in my opinion, that is not at all flustered by the cameras around her. However, she's admitting multiple times to Clayton, I'm crazy. I'm absolutely bonkers. You don't want to know what's going on up in my head is what she says to Clayton. Claire, as a woman. Should Clayton be seeing that as a red flag or is that endearing and cute? I find it very endearing and very cute. Why? I think this woman is self-deprecating and kind of putting, I don't, I actually don't think she's crazy at all. I think she's mm. putting her stuff out there and kind of being like, this is who I am. 
this is who I am. And I want, I want to show you the hard parts and the parts that I'm not so proud of. Like, this is who I am. And I think, I actually think she uses the word crazy loosely because she's goofy and outgoing and gregarious and just kind of like crazy, you know, like I, I don't always find crazy as something negative. No. And typically in my life, Claire, any human that could admit to me that they're a little crazy is typically the least crazy of anybody I ever meet. Like it's the people are like, yeah, yeah, like the people are like, (laughs) yeah, I have nothing wrong with me. I'm really normal is at some point when things switch and you're like, oh my goodness. So I found it endearing. I did. I think she was nervous. So she probably like tried to double down on it a few more times. Like she kind of like tried to convince him. He's like, I'm sure you're great. Like, you know, what do you say to somebody? It's like, I'm crazy. You're like, oh, that's cool. Like, (laughs) so am I. she's sitting down being like just so you know i'm crazy (laughs) no xyz i I think she's like i'm just crazy like i i think it's so endearing and you see it through the date you see it from the start to the finish and when like they're you know the nerves are loosened up a bit and they start hanging out and they start talking you see them connect and like have a lot of fun together and i think clayton said it. i think one of his voiceovers like what what i loved about this date was just how relaxed it was because i think she did a great job at kind of calming everyone's nerves. She's like, Hey, I'm going to let you know right now who I am. We're going to have a blast here today. I'm so glad you invited me on this date and let's just have fun. And I think they did. And I think Clayton needed it to like, I, it was one of his better dates so far as the bachelor, because he does seem so uptight or nervous. Sometimes I feel mm-hmm. like this one, he was really like starting to loosen up a bit. And I think he had fun with it. I agree too. And I actually think watching this date, I feel like, as crazy as she calls herself or as crazy as she can be like rocket out girl. Yeah. I actually think that watching it, she seems very grounding and very mm-hmm. calming. Yeah. And I think you, when you peel back that those layers of, I mean, I, I'm sure you've heard it too, where all comedians always have like the deepest issues and the darkest pasts of things. And they struggle the most with a lot of things. That's why they make light of it and laugh about it. Cause it's the easiest Thing to do when you are feeling heavy um but she it's her go-to move to be kind of like crazy and funny and outgoing and everything but she definitely has those layers to her yeah that i think are super grounding and super humbling and and really real i guess that's a part of the show i like watching you get to see mm-hmm. real human story real humans interact you know real humans try to date and it's awkward dating is so weird and it's hard yeah. at times and you get to see two humans try it out. And I think that's this is the stuff that I'm really wanting to get more into as the season progresses is like, hey, I, I want to know your quirky side. I want to know the things that you're insecure about. I want to know the things that you're super confident in. Let's see if you're a match for Clayton. And well, I think after this date, I believe Gabby and Clayton both feel like, hey, there's something here. So, hey, he's two for two on uh, one-on-ones this week. But then we have a group date. Everybody left in the house. There's nine uh, or 11 women in the house, nine women on this date. Genevieve and Shanae are left off of the group date list. The group date happens. This is such a dangerous group date. First off, here's the concept. Mm -hmm. Russell Peters, a Canadian comedian, walks into the room. He's also known for his roasting expertise. He's really good at making fun of people is what a roast really is. And so obviously the women are going to start making fun of themselves. Clayton. Jesse at times, the host of the show now. What I get really nervous for these dates, Claire. Same. 
I don't like the idea of them. I, I think they're funny at times. Like you've seen some seasons where people crush it and like nobody's really offended and it's just kind of funny. But traditionally and typically, these dates always end in people being really mad at each other. Of course. It's we had a roast on our on my season. Okay. And how, it was it so uncomfortable because it, it's I I fully agree. This is there's one thing between like a good riff and a good roast, but this house and mm-hmm. in this environment, it's personal. And it's yeah. not just comedy and jokes. It's really taking digs at people. And you could see how it goes from joking about, you know, lighthearted things to actually really taking some digs. Yeah. And it's just like, this is not, it's just, cr- it's cringy to me. It's so cringy to me. I feel awful. I feel awful watching it, and I just ugh. yeah. It's not, it's not funny to me, actually, to be honest. Well, no, it, it just there's really <laughs> no way it's going to end well. But they do take some digs at Clayton. Uh, he definitely is a part of most people's jokes, mostly about his failed NFL career, which is funny to me because I still talk about my uh, high school football career. So the fact that he made it to the NFL at all feels like <laughs> a massive accomplishment to me. But maybe I'm just crazy. But it doesn't really feel like a failure to me whatsoever. Uh, so they make some fun of Clayton. They make fun of Jesse saying him and Clayton look exactly alike, but then it starts sweeping through the house at this point in time. Claire, if you were the lead of this season, you would think Clayton is starting to pick up that there is an issue with Shanae, that it's not just a one-on-one issue that there's multiple women that are like, Hey, this is just not good for us. It's very, I mean, if, if one good thing came for the roast, at least I hope he has a, an idea of one, the women's personalities within the house and two, that there's issues within the house that he needs to be made aware of. And I thought this was a good opportunity to do it. Would you have picked up on that? If you were the lead? Of course. Okay. I, I think you can definitely see where people are taking their digs and clearly this girl was not even at the roast and they're just digging in and digging in and digging in. I mean, it went from talking about IBS to yeah. just, <laughs> Mm-hmm. I mean, it took it there, I guess, but I don't know. It, it's hard to watch. It's definitely hard to watch, but um, I don't know. I, yeah, it just cringes me. I'm all for talking about IBS. Like if you want to make fun <laughs> of like my stomach issues, like if you want to make fun of like my, like my bodily issues, I'm cool with that. Like, please go ahead and do it. Like I know right? it's weird just as much as you do. So we're all on the same page here. And if you're going to tell millions of people that I can't stay out of the bathroom, well, hey, at least they know now. At least everybody. If that's the worst thing about me, so be it. So be it. We're human. We get it. It's the personal (laughs) stuff that starts to get weird. You know, there's the Mm -hmm. age uh, jokes. There was the Shanae stuff. And it just started to feel a little heavier than maybe what is ideally brought on from these group dates, but it doesn't ruin the date because the cocktail party still goes very well. Overall, there's still a great cocktail party. I think Clayton connects with multiple women during the cocktail party. Eliza is one of them that kind of stood out to me. Um, Rachel, obviously. And then I'm going to ask you, who do you think had the best move during the cocktail party? I know that names are not like the easiest thing right now. So if you just want to explain the scene, I'll probably be able to give you the name. But who stood out to you during the cocktail party? Shelly. Mm-hmm. I, and I got that correct, right? She got grabbed the mic. Susie. Susie. Oh. 
Shelly. Who's Shelly? Is there a Shelly? I don't think so. But we're, I was going to go with it until <laughs> the end and then just correct you. But no, it's Susie. Yeah, I thought that was a great scene. So why did you like it so much? I loved Susie's approach. First of all, I just love her. I yeah. think she's super composed. Um, I love that. I, I think, yeah, I'm all for like a tactful roast and like a playful banter. But she followed it up with a lot yeah. of positivity and a lot of really good reinforcing things that, yeah, it's all fun and games when we joke around, but this is actually what I really do like about you. I thought that that was really cute of her to do and um, kind of a good a good move because it had to have been, regardless of who you are, to be roasted hurts on some level. Yeah, And they roasted Clayton pretty hard. So I think he needed that. Not only from her but i think his ego needed it too just to kind of like make him feel a little bit better so that was a good move yeah i don't know if he you know the one thing about clayton that i think i could probably guess is i don't think his ego is like thriving right now being the bachelor as we watch filming i think he's kind of feeling crushed i think he's probably feeling confused i don't know if the connections with the women are as strong as what we even see on tv and so i think he's Mm -hmm. probably like hurting so for mm-hmm. Susie to do this is an incredible move. And it's also a move that you learn during marriage, right? You say something that you didn't really mean and you were joking and you thought it was going to be funny and it didn't land with your partner. And then you got to figure out a way to apologize, but you just don't want to go and say, I'm sorry. You got to try to like kind of fix it and show how much you love them. And this is kind of how you do it. You go and you'd maybe bring light to the situation. You say, hey, I know I said that, but this is how I really feel. I thought it was a great move for Susie. I think it's gonna. I think it was uh, a sign of things to come. She's in my top three at this point. I don't think she's yeah going home anytime soon. But here's the crazy part: she did not get the group date rose. Rachel got the group date rose. We didn't really see a ton. Um, We got to see like some conversations between them, but we don't really get to see why she got the group date rose. There was definitely some great people involved. I thought Eliza could have got it. Um. But she did. Rachel got the group date rose. She will be here another week. Well, Claire. I feel like I know why Rachel got the group date rose. Why? Tell us, please. Outside looking in on the tidbit that we saw. Yeah. To me, they have mad chemistry. Mm -hmm. Mad chemistry. And I think I can see it when he looks at her. Yeah. How he looks at her. He looks like he just wants to eat her face to Uh me. And... I think that alone, especially from men, like that goes far. You know, chemistry does go far. And so he's so into her. her. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, they were a little chit chatting, but then it was like, shut up and kiss me. You know, Mm -hmm. she's like, I don't even care what you're saying. I just, I just want to be kissing you right now. Yeah. Well, good for him. Good for her. Uh, I think it takes away a lot of the stress for what's going on too. And a lot of the like, pressure to have these intense conversations that takes a lot of the pressure off that and if he likes kissing her right if he's into it then like he's he'll go home at least after that day i i know those evenings you go home and you think through the date you're like oh man i I kissed her she's gonna have to go home too like she's great but i just like it's not working there but if he's kissing her and he's going home and he's like holy cow like this is good i'm on top of him Right? Didn't he straight say, I can't always think about you. I can't stop thinking mm-hmm. about you. You're on my mind all the time. Yeah, that's that's a sign. That was a good pickup there, Claire. Nice job because, yes. Right? 
That's that's a comment you make during this show because there's so much going on and there's so much time that you don't see that person. You say it because you can't say too much. You say it to let them know just how into you, them you are. And I think he's really into her. Totally. Yeah. Well, obviously, we end the episode with a cliffhanger. Literally, uh, Genevieve and Shanae are on the two on one date. The only thing I really want to bring up here is, you know, the the women are very much in favor of Genevieve coming back. Uh, mm -hmm. Clayton's very stressed about this date. Two on ones are not ideal. They're very awkward. But Shanae says like some things that just aren't good. Let's be honest. She says that Genevieve is pretty much going to be thrown off the, the side of the waterfall that you she hopes she can swim. Mm -hmm. And that one more girl is going to be going down because of her. Why does she keep saying she's the one sending them home, by the way? I, I Last time I checked, I she's not the one sending them home. Like, no. Where does she get this entitlement? of? I, I don't know. That blows my mind hearing that. I agree. And that's pretty much what I want to ask you is where where is her mind at? If you could again, maybe if you put yourself in Clayton's shoes and you're trying to figure out who you're going to send home on this two-on-one or how, how you're going to navigate this date to try to make it beneficial for the parties involved. Like, what are you reading into with Shanae right now? What are you seeing and how she's, what she's saying and how she's behaving? And if you're the lead, how would you have handled it? Well, I, I think truthfully, we're seeing this from an outside perspective. We're not seeing this from Clayton's perspective, which he... I'm pretty sure has gotten tidbits and pieces, obviously from the roast and stuff. But I don't think he's seeing the side of her personality that we're all seeing. No, I agree. So it's hard to say what, cause I, I think he would be making a lot of different choices at a lot of different times, maybe sooner or whatever, if he had seen all this stuff, but he's not seeing all of it. So us seeing it, it's very cringy, but I think, I don't know. I, I think you kind of have to be at this point, blind to be if mm -hmm. this stuff keeps popping up obviously it's a two-on-one for a reason whether or not he was the one who chose them to go on this two-on-one i think it's it's uh he knows what he's doing and mm -hmm. and uh, i think it's a smart move but it's scary for the girls like how uh -huh. they have no idea what's gonna happen it's really weird for genevieve because genevieve's yeah. kind of stayed out of it like she hasn't been mm -hmm. as involved as what i think even the the cameras have shown and now mm -hmm. she's on a two-on-one date with the one person in the house that everybody else in the house is upset over. She's not got, she hasn't, she's probably not feeling great about her relationship with Clayton at this point. I can't imagine she's like, oh yeah, we're thriving. I will say this. If DraftKings had a bet on who was going home, I would put my life savings on Shanae going home from this date. There's no shot in my mind after the roast, after last week, after this group, after this two-on-one date, that she she makes it through. I just cannot imagine that. There's no way, and I I, I really do think people's true colors eventually kind of show through. Yeah. And I don't. I I think they definitely at the end of this date show through. They have to, Claire. That's my guess. I don't know. How could you? You have got. You got. You got to be blind to not see it. You got to be blind or you've got to be not putting your foot down. So the other side of this, and this is how we'll close it, is what could be happening is, and, and again, I have no problem with this as a fan of the show, is the producers could be like, Clayton, you're kind of interested in Shanae, aren't you? And he's like, yeah, I am. She's good looking. She could kiss her. And they could come back to him and say, well, you should keep her around a while. And he could say, yeah, but 
all these women are having issues and it hasn't been good since the beginning and the roast and all this stuff. And they say, yeah, but like, who cares what they think? It's up to you. And he could be saying, you're right. I'm going to keep her around because he, ha- I mean, because as much as he's seen it, he's still blinding himself to it. And he also isn't putting his foot down. And, and that's what I want to see with him is, is he going to stand up and say, no, for the sake of the house, for the women involved, for the Rachels of this world that I just am so into, for the Serenes of this world that I'm so into, she's going to go home because it's not worth it. We'll see next week, right? It's a, That's why it's a cliffhanger. TBD. We shall see. I, I This is where it would come in handy. And I don't know. I'm sure a lot of people know this, but it would be so nice to have a sister or a friend mm. that you can call and go, what do you think I should do? And not a producer who's going should do it. You should yeah. do it. You know, keep around. It, it would be very nice to have a friend go, what are you doing? What are you doing? Step up here. <laughs> be smarter. Yeah. Uh, well, Claire, uh, that's this week's episode. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we have Bachelor headlines to break down. I haven't read through them yet. I don't know if you're in any of them, but if you are, well, come on. We're coming straight from the source. We'll be back <laughs> with Claire on this week's episode of Almost Famous. <laughs> What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about using your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So... The next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service that you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. 
This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877-351-0300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time for Bachelor Nation headlines. Our resident expert, Ashley Iconetti, is, well, Ashley Iconetti Haven, is now a mom and unable to join us this week. So Claire is sticking around and talking through these headlines with us. The first headline is this, Claire. The Bachelor's Elizabeth Corrigan asked fans to stop sending hate to Clayton after Shanae drama. So, Claire, my question for you is, I mean, the headline pretty much speaks to the article. She just asked people to stop being mean. Do you agree with this? Should they stop being mean to Clayton uh, after last week's drama? One thousand percent. One thousand percent. I don't care. Who said what, what did, at the end of the day, everybody is human. And we don't know just because we see an hour, a clip of somebody's life that Mm -hmm. happened a few months ago when this was filmed. We don't know people's mental states now and what's going on in their life and their heart and what they're going through. And so I think to, that was, that was a big move on Elizabeth's part. And I, I think that was the right thing to do. And it just shows her character which is why I loved her. Um, but I, I think to me, it's speaking a lot about they know things with what each other are going through, what Clayton's going through, what they're all going through that the public has no idea. 
And, and I cannot emphasize this enough. I was on, I'm sure you've been on the other side of it as well. Like there were points when I was at my absolute lowest. Yeah. And there were times when people would just like, I'm a very emotional, like I'm a strong woman and I could handle and take a lot, but there were comments. And when it's a hundred comments and when you think you're just typing something and spouting off something to somebody, you think it's going to like, I'm just going to mindlessly send this, but there's hundreds of those and hundreds of you should kill yourself and hundreds of inappropriate, not okay things to be saying to people crossing the line. Like, relax you guys mm. relax you know and so i think that was a good move on her part i do i do it's nice to see it would have meant a lot to me too when i was on the bachelor if one of the contestants Thanks. who i sent home would have stood up and said hey just want to let you know this is who he is nobody did maybe because they didn't believe that's who i was but it would have felt great if they would have uh actually no everybody on my season was very supportive and very helpful oh, and friends afterwards. same thing ben yeah. same thing all it takes and and that's why I try to reach out to people and just be like, just so you know, I'm here if you need me because I get it. But it, it was undoubtedly one of the hardest things I've been through. Not And not to make this is not about me, but I know exactly what yeah. he's going through and what they're experiencing. Even on the villain side of it, they still don't deserve this. It means they're struggling even more. So have some grace to this. And at the end of the day, it doesn't affect your life. You don't need to be... but. The hate will affect their lives. Yeah. That's a good, and it could be just statement. that one comment, you know, that one comment that could push them over the edge that you don't want to be that person. That's a great statement. The hate won't affect your life. It will affect their life. Wow. Claire, probably just throwing wisdom out there at us today. Um, Claire, we could use your wisdom on this headline uh, because I think you're familiar with this. Oh, Lord. What is it? Currently in your the headline is this, meet Jake Funk, Bachelor star Hannah Ann Sluss, alleged boyfriend. So the big word there is alleged. Allegedly, Hannah Ann is dating somebody. Claire, as somebody that has uh, been allegedly dating somebody, how true do you believe this article is? And well, then I'll break it down. All right. Well, I think being in the bachelor world, all people really know us for is our love lives, right? Yeah. So and all people want, and I like to pray and hope for the best of this, is people want to see and are invested in your happiness in your love life. But I will attest to this. There's been headlines before about me and other people. I would say until she comes out with it, take it for a grain of salt. Yeah. until she comes out and says, meet my boyfriend, this is what she's willing to share with you. This is what she wants you to know about it. If it's not talked about, if she doesn't come out and say it, um, maybe that's there's a reason for that. Yeah, I mean, Jess and I dated for six months before we came out public. The reason, the reason <laughs> is because it's like, I mean, even at six months, it's still a new relationship. You don't want to put too much stress on it. You don't want people talking about it. You also, mm -hmm. if it doesn't work out, I don't want a headline talking about, Poor, you know, Jessica Clark from Franklin, Tennessee, getting, totally. you know, in, when she's like, you know, just this normal human who's like a track runner from Ole Miss. And so I'm with you. Let's pause on the excitement. And most of this, and just to give you some idea here, Jake Funk is an NFL football player. He plays for the Los Angeles Rams. He was selected to the NFL in 2021. He had a great career 
at Maryland University. Uh, he was uh, an incredible college athlete. And so, yes, he's on the Rams team who will be playing uh, in the Super Bowl coming up. Maybe she'll get free tickets. That could be a benefit. Have they, have they talked about publicly that this is their relationship? No, no. So this is all coming from rumors that they spent time together in Malibu. And then Jake commented on Hannah's uh, recent Instagram post. And uh, she the, the caption read, brunch or lunch, what's your favorite? And he commented on that something. And so people are like, oh. So they- people commenting or people hanging out together equates a relationship? Yeah. I mean, I think it's obvious, but... At the same time, at this day and age, like I said, I know that's how people know these contestants from the show, but there's also that gray area in between that everybody in the real world goes through, which is that, do I like him? You're still figuring it out. So let her figure it out. And whether she is or whether she isn't, like, like I said, when she's comfortable, she'll talk about it. But until then... Let it be that gray area where you're still trying to figure it out. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. And don't put the pressure on it from the public to say, even if it's positive, to say, great couple, you're in love, this or that, or no, it's mm-hmm. not good. Or just let it happen organically. Yeah. Let it happen naturally. Yeah, don't put too much pressure. Pressure is hard yeah. on a relationship. Well, uh, the Bachelor Live Tour is coming back. Bachelor Live on Stage Tour returns with seven fan favorite men looking for love. I uh, was able to co-host this tour right before COVID. Uh, Now I'm married, and I have a puppy. And so I'm going to be unable to hit the road with the tour this year. But Becca Kufrin, who was my co-host back in the day, is still going to be hosting this tour. She's great at it. She's going to thrive. But according to People, Rick Leach from Season 18, Connor Brennan from Season 17, Ivan Hall from Season 16, Justin Glaze from Season 18, or 17, Andrew Spencer from season 17 and Rodney Matthews from season 18 will be handing out roses at different spots on the tour as it crosses America. Claire, any comment? I mean, good for them. Get it out there, put it out there. Why not? This is, these are regular people as much as like we've talked about their celebrities, pseudo celebrities have been on TV. These are normal people wanting to date. So good for them. Good for them. I agree. Well, a couple more headlines here. Uh, last uh, one headline that I'll just skim through because there's the more we talk about it, the more I hurt. Uh, Lauren Burnham says it was awkward uh, watching Ari Leindyke Jr.'s vasectomy. No duh, that sounds like one of the weirdest things to have to be watching. Like she or straight up watched him. It sounds like she was a part of the experience. Uh, yeah, Woo. it was very awkward for for her. She says. Um, I don't think she like watched the incision, uh, but I think she was probably in the room or near the room. It sounds like, and probably could hear. Um, you know, it's just not a fun surgery. I hope she didn't just watch. The neck up, holding his hand. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I need. Uh, that just feels that feels hard. Um, headline here: Tasha Adams breaks her silence on leaving the clickbait podcast. The comment she says is, "I need to work on myself." Claire, I'll read through here the the article and see if you have any comment. Tasha Adams is opening up about what prompted her to leave her role as co-host on Bachelor Nation's clickbait podcast. The California native later gave more insight into her decision during the clickbait episode. Guess who? It's me, Tasha. She says, dang it, I really miss saying that. The season 16 co-bachelorette 
comments and says she needs to take some time to work on herself. She's stepping away from clickbait. Also saying that it's in very, very capable hands with Joe and Natasha and welcoming Tia to replace Tasha as co-host. So she's emotional. She's not thrilled. She spoke her piece at this point. And one day she says when she has more to say, she'll speak up about it. Claire, any comment? Look, this girl has done so much work over the last couple of years. And I feel like for Tasha, it's just been nonstop, which is all good, positive things. But I think, I think it's the right move for her. I think it's a good move because she's just going, going, going and doing big things. And so for her to take a step back and really process a lot of you, a lot of it, I think it, it, it catches up with you. And I think, mm -hmm. um, I believe Hannah Brown did it as well. Like you kind of have to take a step back and recenter yourself. So I, th I think that's a really smart thing she could do. Yeah, it's, I agree. Uh, at some point you can run so fast and that race becomes mm -hmm. exhausting. And yeah. especially as you're trying to work on yourself, you know, I, I know for me, you know, when I was, when I was in it, you know, when I was running, I felt like a robot at times. I felt like I was just an, a, an answering machine to anybody's requests and I could, you know, stand up and say the right thing at the right moment or do the right thing at the right moment to fulfill a need of somebody else. But all uh, within that, you're losing yourself. And some people are great at it. Like, uh, you know, I'd be really excited to, after this is all done, to talk to Caitlin Bristow who has been running 100 miles an hour for a mm -hmm. long time now, she might be able to handle it. She kind of seems like she is. She has fun with it. She loves it. She enjoys it. But I wasn't. And it sounds like Tasha just needed to take some time too. Sounds like Hannah Brown did. Sounds like you did. Everybody, you know, most people yeah. do. It takes a special human to go as fast as, you know, Tasha and Caitlin were going. I, th I think doing everything and it's wonderful stuff to be a part of. But at some, I think it's also a very easy distraction. Yeah. And mm. clearly, Tasha has gone through an unfortunate breakup. Yeah. Um, regardless of the circumstance, they're never fun, public or not public. It's they're never fun. So to take time away to work on herself and to work on and focus on what she needs to, I th I think that's literally the best thing she could do because it, it, facing things is almost harder than to keep going, 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 going. Yeah. Easy to keep going, 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 going. But when you really have to sit with yourself and have that time, it's it's. The hardest thing, but the best thing. Yeah. Well, wishing Tasha the best as she does step away, takes a break. Yes. And then we'll, you know, that's uh, that's the job of some people behind the scenes here. We'll see if she ever comes back and talks more in detail about why she left clickbait. And it could just be that she needs a break, which is fine. Well, Claire, that's all we got for today. That's our episode of Almost Famous. Thank you for joining me. And thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and share about your personal life with me and everybody listening uh, I know it's not always fun or ideal, and I know you get asked about it all the time, but it does mean a lot uh, for you to open up to all of us. No, thank you for having me. I, I think it's one of, could be a blessing and a curse to be able to share so much, but at the end of the day, I love opening up and sharing because I think with everything that we go through, there's, even if there's one person out there that can connect and relate mm -hmm. to it and understand what you're going through, um, it can make make their day better. So I'm happy to be part of this kind of stuff, and, and thank you for having me on. Well, you did great. Now, Claire, some people get this right. Some people get this terribly wrong, but it's good either way. Follow okay. my lead. With that, everybody, this has been the Almost Famous Podcast. We'll be back next week to break down another episode of this season's, uh, well, Clayton's season of The Bachelor. With that, I've been Ben. 
I have been Claire. Perfect. Hey, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's of kid treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.